0: Or how do you pick a real estate agent? Yes, so it can be a couple of different things. Agents are now probably better educated as well as to what properties are going to sell. Talk for. about
1: it over coffee when we used to just catch up for coffee and not record it. You talk about it in a way that's accessible and easy to listen. If you've
0: if you've been in your career for a short while, how do you take yourself to the next level? Yep, it um, we'll was really start the podcast. Good. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's epic this voice week
1: guy. on the property part. <laughs> Welcome back to The Property Pod, your accessible and easy to listen to way into the real estate market. I'm Aaron, your host, and I'm joined by only one real estate agent today, John McGregor. Oh, yeah. It's funny, we've just been running through this kind of rotational seat policy here. We can't all seem to get in the same space at, the, at once.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think last one, Pat was the one uh, manning the helm. He and He was. did. He was an exceptional button pusher.
1: He did pretty well, yeah. yeah I put yeah. it out there. It was yeah. a good listen. He yeah. was uh,
0: looking professional, up and down with the volume and all that kind of stuff so i was very impressed with his uh his ability no look
1: i was impressed with the uh with the episode it was good to hear that you got it all put together while i was away i was off i was at a wedding a midweek wedding a midweek wedding was yeah. it oh, i forgot about that it was like a covid um wedding that had been meant delayed. to be at the start of the year delayed and then i think the date ended up like december 1st whatever it was ended up being an important day for their um relationship so they said oh bugger it like if we've had to move it let's move it to where we want to move it i oh, could on them you know like it was really cool because yeah. everyone
0: that means the most will be there you know yeah. it's like you'll make your way you'll, you'll do whatever it takes to get there and and everyone, if there's anything else, like, eh, whatever. Yeah,
1: it was beautiful. It was a cracking wedding. It was up the east coast of Tassie. It was it was really, really nice. So, yeah, that's why I was away this week. But Pat is being a father of the year. It's his little girl's last day of kindergarten. That's so pretty cool. So he's up there for their end of school assembly, which uh, is which is pretty cute. That's going
0: to be I, – I must think, I mean, obviously, to, to be a parent, looking back at – how painful some of those things must be to listen to. Like, I remember when we were, you know, they had our whole class with recorders playing the exact same
1: note and then you're forced to listen to that. Like, I mean, that's love. Ben, the, <laughs> whoever was the guy that got recorders into schools... <laughs> As the he's like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. They're really cheap. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still laughing, <laughs> and they sound really good. We promise. Yeah, it was yeah, kind like, of that's a sales guy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it must it must have been the same feeling of that um that old show Captain Pugwash where they had um was it uh Seaman Staines and um who was the other guy?
1: Master Bates. Master
0: Bates. You know that it must it must be the exact same thing for that guy with the recorders. I reckon.
1: If anyone has questions about that, uh, email John at John at 414.com.au <laughs> and he will explain exactly what that means. Exactly. So, with that in mind, we've got topics to discuss <laughs> with great people with the show. <laughs> Look, this, uh, this week we're going to have Mandy Welling on the show. So, Mandy Welling is the president of the REIT. She's been in the real estate industry for I think almost 15, 16 years. Correct me if I'm wrong there, John. I think it was 2003, I think, she started. So So she is a wealth of knowledge and she's reached the top of the tree in terms of um, the REIT and it's crazy. She's kind of only taken on the role in the last 12 months. So just prior to COVID hitting, she had no idea that her year was just going to be thrown into turmoil. What's
0: that old saying, uh, out of the furnace into the fire or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, One of the exciting things about Mandy for me, for for people to see, is that... um, Think of your typical um, stereotypical real estate agent and what that looks like and what that means and then flip it as a 180 and manage the complete opposite. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds she's interesting. Just, she's just someone who, who loves the industry. She knows it. She cares. Um, yeah. Well, got a lot of respect for Manny. I'm really excited to have her on.
1: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, let's jump off to that um, and yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Cool. Awesome. All right. 414 Property Code. All types of property for all types of people. At 414 Property
0: Co, we believe that property is for everyone. White collar, blue collar, no collar, dog collar. Whoever you are, we will find the property for you. Contact 414 Property
1: Co at www.414.com.au. All right, that's right. We are back on deck with a very special guest today. We've reached to the top of the tree in real estate in Tasmania. We've gone all the way up to the president of the ROT. Is that right, John? That's exactly right. So we've got Mandy Welling in with us. Thanks for coming in, Mandy.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: It's it's really cool to have you in. It's um, It's kind of a really busy time of the year and thank you for giving us your time. Pleasure. So, Mandy, just for all the people out there listening that um, are unaware, could you fill us in on kind of yourself, your real estate background, how you kind of got into the game and and how you reached the top of the (laughs) (laughs) trade?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, it still feels like a bit of a whirlwind like it it's not real to be yeah. honest so I started in the industry in 2003 um, hit the industry with a thud to be told that the exam pass mark was 75 percent mm-hmm. and I was pretty confident then that I that was my out
0: oh. <laughs> good 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 to set yourself high expectations
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so thankfully passed came into the industry within four days, listed my first property two days later and sold it seven days after that. Yeah, wow. So that was the start, 2003, which was fantastic. Um, very shortly after that, about two years after I went looking for something else, so I enrolled in the Certificate Four and the Diploma. Completed the diploma in 2009, then wanted desperately to know what it was like to use that diploma and manage an office. So in 2010, I was working for a company on the eastern shore and that was experiencing some challenges. And so it was my job then to be put in front of that and fix it. Yeah, cool. yeah. So in 2014, um, after 18 months, I turned that business around by... 248% and mm, nominated for the Telstra Businesswoman Award. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, I don't this is a whirlwind. This is really <laughs> interesting. I'm just like, yeah. oh, tell me more.
2: <laughs> it still feels like a bit of a dream. Yeah. So with the Telstra Women's Award, that was, I think, 4,002 nominees and I finished in the top 18. So that was just... So
1: that's nationwide.
2: Uh, It was actually Tasmanian, so it goes state by state. And then the winners for the categories go national. Yeah, yeah. Um, So then in 2016, needed a bit of a break. It was a bit full on 80, 85-hour weeks. So went to run a retirement village. No experience in retirement villages, so it was (laughs) under construction, brand new. Uh, Really had no idea what I was doing, but this I can't fail, I can't fail, I can't fail scenario kicked in. Um, And we've just finished our 50th villa in that site and we only have three left to sell all right. um, but about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I decided to start my own company, which yep. I did. Because
0: this – because it's amazing too because we've known each other for years. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And to think that I, – because I, I know you well enough to – like the depth of your experience and the experience – like the, you know, the ups and downs that have happened. It's so surreal just to summarise it in 60 seconds.
2: It still scares me. Yeah. To say yeah. it like that because it's just – I mean, you know better than anybody. You just keep going. Mm, mm. And – It's one of the – the job has to be done. People are relying on you and you just push through and you just do your job. Yeah. And it's not until somebody makes you stand still and think about exactly what you've done that you realise what – what you have done?
0: Yeah, I think real estate's one of the best industries. If you want to watch your life pass by in an instant, get into real estate yeah. because it's <laughs> just because it. it's just the you know the, the weeks and months and years just really. I mean, anyone could say this, but it just bleeds into one because you've got. I think of it in timelines where you know properties will go from you know from you know, like listed to under offer in seven days, and then it could last over six months. So you've got like a hundred different competing timelines all happening at once.
1: So many balls in the air that you're trying to keep up there and make sure they're. All, all accounted for. All accounted
0: yeah. for, because ultimately that's the only way in which you get remunerated when the when when money changes hands. And if it falls through, well then so does you so does your lunch. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right, yeah. and start again. And I think this is where it becomes part of who you are and not what you do. Yeah. And I think you hear a lot of agents say that. My husband's never actually called my job my job. He calls it my social exercise.
0: Well, I must say one of the reasons why I've admired you so much, because um, you taught me a lot too when I first started, was that it it almost it's it's an extension of who you are. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't meet um, you and say, oh, uh, Mandy's, you know, a real estate agent. So it's Mandy Welling. And then you're just doing your thing. Like if there's no, you know, there's no change in personality. It's not like you're one way or speak another. Um, it, it really is just an extension of who you are. And I think that's what to me has admired you and what's made you a really exceptional both, uh, you know, selling agent and manager is that it's just, you know, your personality applied with your work ethic. Um, and I think that for me is what's enabled you to excel in so many different areas in this industry.
2: But I think that's probably one of the benefits of the job, though, because it do- you don't have to be somebody that you're not. Mm. And the second that you do, you're off. Yeah,
1: people, people can see through that and work out clever. that there's, yeah. like, oh, there's something not right here. This guy's putting on a, a show. Yeah. Whereas, oh no, this person's genuine and really has my best interests at heart. Yeah. I want to know more, and I want to work with that person.
2: Yeah, because it's a really big deal. Like the, the real estate transaction is massive whether it be from a tenant's perspective, a landlord's perspective, a seller or a buyer. So it's a massive deal. And if they think that you're not engaged with them, it has to be. Even if you have like the analytical individual, the heart individual, they all want to know that you're invested in the job that they're asking you to do for them.
0: Well, I I couldn't agree with you more, Mandy. And I think one of the biggest things that I specifically learnt too is that provided that, um, yeah, you you come from a good place, and you know, an authentic place first, is that everyone has to be dealt with in a different way because we communicate in different ways. We all have different needs. Um, But fundamentally, um, the process broken down, it's a huge, huge, huge issue, you know, huge, I suppose, experience selling your property. But from our perspective is that, well, we've got the one job, which is to get the person... ...to the next chapter. Correct. Um, And however I suppose that has to happen... ...well then that becomes with through the relationship you create.
2: Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think once upon a time, as you probably all heard this before... ...we were the gatekeepers of all the information... ...as far as real estate was concerned. Mm. And people relied heavily on us for the knowledge side of it. The roles have reversed now. Mm. And the general public can get their hands on this information quite quickly... So they're now relying on us from our professional perspective with regards to marketing and that personal touch. So making the transaction as smooth as possible, that's that's more our role now than yeah, anything I guess, else.
1: I guess you don't want that jaded kind of real estate agent that's done this a thousand times and just rolls through and does this. Ah oh, look, this is just how it's done. This is this is the procedure. Mm. You want that personal experience where it's like, oh, they really cared about selling my home or finding the right buyer for this. Like these were our wish list of what we're after. Yeah, yeah. And see
0: this is an interesting thing. I'd um you can have that's why experience sometimes doesn't necessarily mean much. Why that's the case is that you can have like a person who's had the same you know, the same year thirty times versus someone who's changed over thirty years. Um, it's like you know that, that that old saying, getting stuck in their ways. As it was, I've been in the industry thirty years, but you're still doing it the same way you did thirty years ago.
2: And you touch on a really valuable point there, John, because one of the other things I miss was the fact I've been a registered trainer for the REIT since two thousand and two thousand mm. no, sorry, two thousand and eight. And one of the things, one of the questions we get in the classroom is a lot of people, let's say the northern suburbs for argument's sake, you've got all these very prominent agents, the Pauls, the Patricks the Tony Colleges, all these really prominent real estate agents operating in the northern suburbs, the Chris McGregors, mm. the John McGregors. Um, and the- <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: I've heard of Luke McGregor. He did a show called Rose <laughs> He's really funny, He's that really guy. He's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know his dad, Chris.
2: <laughs> well, the questions that we sort of get hit with are how on earth do I go out and do an appraisal up against somebody with 30 years' experience, as mm. you mentioned? Mm. And the answer is simple, enthusiasm sells. Yeah. Because as we – I think, sadly, as we continue in the industry, our enthusiasm can waver. Yeah. Yeah. But the newcomer into our industry is full of enthusiasm. Mm. And that's really infectious. And it's really common to see somebody with six months' worth of experience come over the top of a 30-year experienced agent – ...on the grounds that their enthusiasm win the, wins the race.
0: Yeah, they just go in there with like, you know, you are everything in the world to me. I will do everything it absolutely takes. And then, yeah, you know, next to them is this, you know, guy, girl, it's been too long. Just the cynicism's just settled in just a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Or complacency even.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> I'm so grateful that our industry has sort of moved past the conversation... ...that we were having in a moment ago about the... ...like what people are expecting now in the industry so... Mm-hmm. They really don't want that tired real estate agent of decades and decades ago. They want this really prominent, driven individual working for them with passion. Mm. And I think that that's what our industry is producing yeah. in bucket loads now.
0: Well, see, this is really interesting because from, you know, those who don't know, you are still operating as a sales agent, as a business owner, as a trainer, and now as a board member for as a you know industry leader. So, you are you know, you're operating on sort of all runs of the spectrum in that sense.
1: Yeah. For all those um, the – ...that are listening out there. John's just built a tower of Jenga out of his hands... <laughs> yeah. ...as he's gone through each of those lists. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, that's going to tumble, John. You better be really careful. Oh, no, no. Not with these solid foundations. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, so with that then...
0: Um, ...I suppose I'm really interested to see, Mandy, then... ...you, you just said that um, what the, the new agent is in many ways. Now, you're part of that process of, you know... ...educating and bringing them into into the industry. How has that changed um, the way that you, you teach and train... ...and the message that you... The, the message you received when you started versus the message that's getting received now?
2: I think for me it is all about training. Okay. So just really the fact that we have issued licences again is really important because when we abolish licences, so agents could come into the industry or property representatives could come into our industry, do a mild qualification and then that was it. There was yeah. no minimum requirement every 12 months. When we brought licences back into force, they had to have a minimum of eight hours worth of training per annum, so mm. minimum. So... That sort of, I think that created that little bit of a better entity in Mm -hmm. the industry Mm -hmm. because that's where things would go through, slip through the cracks. Because if the business owners were going to the meetings to update them on legislative changes and all the things that were happening in our industry, if they weren't effectively filtering that down through to their staff, my fear was we would have a lot of people out there operating in our industry without the current knowledge. Mm. That was my big fear. So I was really excited to see the licensing come back in.
1: So just for the guy on the outside, how long was the period of time that the cowboys were out there just kind of going wild?
2: Well, it actually related to even those that had previously been licensed, the license was removed. Okay. So essentially apart from someone that had a diploma, there was no requirement for a license, but it was about six years.
1: Okay, yep. So there was kind of this cowboy period in the middle where you could...
2: No minimum standard as far as training was concerned. Yeah. I'm very grateful to say that a lot of of people, whether it be franchises, marketing groups or independents, were still putting their staff through these training groups, sending them off to the RRT for training as well. That was all really, really important and we were really happy to see it.
0: And this is something that um, sort of strikes me is that you'd be familiar with the stat that generally speaking, 90% whoever joins the industry, specifically for sales agents, will, um, be, will be gone in the first two years. Yep. Um, in many ways, I think the the expectations different and sometimes the level of entry can be a little bit too, too easy sometimes. Yes. However, in Tasmania we've probably got the most regimented and in-depth training, you know introduction training um across Australia. And a lot of our models now they're trying to there are other um, REI presidents trying to model what Tasmania has done. And we're still trying to lift the bar to make it – it's not so much about being harder, but to make sure that there's more competent people coming through. Yeah,
2: you've hit the nail on the head. That's Mm. exactly what we're doing. So as far as the REIT goes, our CEO meets with all the other uh, countrywide CEOs. And that's a really common conversation that's had there is the level of uh, our minimum requirements in comparison to the rest of the country.
0: And it might be a good opportunity to just take a step back for a second to walk because obviously you mentioned the fact that you've done you know, sales agent, business owner, trainer, um, and president of the RIT. If could you walk us through what the what the REIT is? Mm, definitely,
2: mm. yeah. So first and foremost, the REIT is a training organisation.
0: Stands for Real Estate Institute of Tasmania. Correct. Sorry, yeah.
2: I should have been a bit more <laughs> advanced than that. Thanks, John. Um, but yeah, so first and foremost, we are a recognised and registered training authority. We train, we then take a membership so people can actually come to us and pay an annual membership mm-hmm. and that gives them access to the training calendar It also gives them access to, they can actually call the REIT and get general advice as well. We also issue them through an electronic platform called REI Forms Live, all of the forms that they'll need to operate as a real estate agent Mm. in Tasmania as well. Um, Second to being a training authority or organisation, sorry, we lobby government. So for anything that affects uh, real estate in Tasmania, that's where we step in. So I say with a shiver, the moratorium at the moment out there. um, That's something that we have fought very hard for, and we've we've made our primary role through COVID nineteen was to extract this information from government and provide it to our members as quickly as humanly possible Mm. in the form of Zoom. Mm -hmm. So we were doing those really regularly, a couple of times a week. Um, We were meeting on Zoom with our REIT staff who were working from home on a daily basis as well. Mm. So That was our primary role. Looking forward, we're looking at things like the amendments to the Residential Tenancy Act, the Land Titles Act. So there are a few things in the works for next year as well.
0: Yeah, and that's really interesting because there's – what I suppose many people don't recognise is that, you know, there's a lot of a discussion, especially where when COVID first came out, obviously it was the gear the geared focused on making sure that everyone had a home to stay in, which, you know, you could say tenant-focused, right? I'll simplify it. Then obviously once all this has changed, well, all of a sudden the landlords started to, you know, have a voice saying, hey, what about us all of a sudden? And then, you know, the conversation flipped on its head. From the be- very beginning, though, like you said, the REIT was there trying to extract that information, provide education – um, but in those moments too where they've just had another extension on it, um, the RRT was fighting exceptionally hard um, to, you know, have, like, have a say and enable um, the landlords and stuff like that to have a voice that otherwise didn't. Um, and so sometimes the industry's is fighting, fighting a battle that no one knows about.
2: Yeah, correct. Oh, that, and that's happening on a daily basis. Mm. So when COVID first hit, and that piece of legislation, or that bill was first passed, we weren't neg- we weren't consulted with at all. Which is
0: crazy. Exactly. It's It's so odd because um, the that anything that involves the industry, you'd think that wouldn't they discuss it with the like a dedicated industry body.
2: We're a stakeholder, a yeah. major stakeholder. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think they saw it from, and again, it's just from a different perspective. Mm. So one of the issues that I have with that is obviously real estate agencies aren't charities. Mm. They have to make a living. They have to pay their staff and pay their overheads. So the scenario that I gave that day was what could potentially happen is if the tenants are not paying their rent, not affected by COVID, just those tenants Mm. that have just decided to stop paying rent, We are sincerely sorry for those that have been affected by COVID and have struggled to pay their rent. We completely understand that. But this one, I'm sort of speaking now on behalf of those that have just chosen not to pay their rent. With those, essentially what happened, the the Real Estate Institute of Australia did a survey a couple of years ago that showed that 80% of investors around the entire country earned $75,000 or less. Wow. So those investors are relying heavily on things like capital uh, negative gearing. Mm -hmm. They probably have a mortgage themselves Mm -hmm. and probably obviously a mortgage on their own investment property. So, the second that the tenant's not paying rent, there's no management fee coming into the agency either. How long does anyone think that an agency can operate like that before they have to gracefully bow out and say, I'm so sorry, but I can't manage your property anymore? Mm -hmm. Then, this is where the fear sets in. Then you have landlords with no understanding of the legislation managing tenants who have no understanding of the legislation. Mm. And where on earth is that going to land? Mm. That was probably my biggest concern if they think outside the box and think not just about today... ...and I completely appreciate what they had to think about. Absolutely. But there was a lot more on the boil in the background. Yep. So, and I think they were the things that because this bill was enacted so quickly... ...it just wasn't played out.
0: Absolutely. And so what's that been like shifting from, you know, day one in your industry... ...focusing on nothing but making a sale to now you have to hold a much bigger picture in mind... What's that like for you now?
2: Well, I offered the job back to the former president six times... ...and he wouldn't take it. (laughs) Yeah, that's understandable. (laughs) So for six years our former president... Oh, sorry, five years our former president was um, acting as president... ...and then I stepped in mid-October... ...and then we were hit in the face in late February, March with COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I thought my first year would have all this wonderful knowledge... ...of all of our board members... ...and we have multiple former presidents on our board... Mm. So I thought this is going to be a wonderful 12 months with all this knowledge and advice around me to help me sort of sail through the first 12 months and then really define what it is that I want to do as a president for the industry yeah. from there. Haven't had that opportunity yet. Yeah. Just so it's just been keep your head above water, keep the industry informed and do the best you can.
1: Again, mm. though, that sounds exactly kind of like your, de- your description of your um, whole career through the just levelling up, levelling up and finding like that... ...whatever happens, you'll just still make your way through it yeah, and just kind of... Yeah, when
2: does the plateau come?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> never. Uh, Wouldn't I wasn't say is that um,
0: uh, challenges are never put on to people... Or that ...only great challenges are put on people who have the capacity to work through them.
2: I love that and mm. you know why I love that? Because it's this is not self This is not a self-serving role. No. This is a yeah. what can we do for you role as is mm. sales and property management... ...and all the things affiliated with real estate. So I think it is there is no greater pressure than the dependence of somebody else mm. so when somebody else is depending on you and their money is riding on the back of you you've just got to continue to step it up and step it up over and over and over mm. you can't just there's no there's no rest
0: yeah it's just it's just you it's on your shoulders and now you're bearing it
2: yeah, but I love it. Yeah. I actually
0: like it. Well, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, we, we could quickly have a laugh say, oh, what does Manny get such a hard deal? She loves it.
2: <laughs> and I sort of do.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is that, you know, in those immense, you know, points of pressure, is that, like, that's where the greatest growth and the greatest education comes. So, you know, all those things that might have been stressed you out many years ago, they, they wouldn't even register now. You've got no, bigger issues. You've got the capacity to take on new challenges.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it mm. sort of, it, it sort of was exaggerated with COVID with the retirement village as well
0: mm. because
2: that's essentially real estate as well. It's selling a leasehold. Um, but just having to implement all the systems, like all the policies and procedures for an entity like that where it had no experience before, but the real estate background came to the fore mm. because I pretty much took all the real estate knowledge and popped it into that place. But it was just exaggerated because we are um, a demographic where they were at higher risk than everybody else. So when we had to implement our restrictions on open homes and then when we were allowed to do open homes and inspections and things like that, what we actually had to do to be able to fit that format, that was multiplied by about 50 in our retirement village. So I sort of carried that over into my business as well because it was just trickling from one to the other. So I probably overcompensated but that was not a bad thing Mm. because for the rest of the industry to see that, we all have to do the right thing was really important.
0: Was that um, was that playing on your mind as well? Because I know um, if you're an, an industry leader, you'd say so. You're the one who has to um, lead. What do you say? Um, lead through example. Um, is that what you mean by keeping on your mind? As I mean, obviously, I, yeah. I think I know you well enough that that's just what you would do anyway. But now you're you're, you're carrying this, you know, weight. You'd say and responsibility. Um, was that playing on your mind as you rolled out these things for your new business?
2: It certainly was because it was our industry were looking to the people at the front Mm. for questions, answers, direction, all those sorts of things. So it was really important that we were always doing the right thing. Mm. So I would – and I appreciate your comments, John. I would like to think that it wasn't a big shift for me to be able to do that because we'd been doing it anyway. Mm. Um, But it was just really important because we wanted nobody in our industry to be able to say, well, why do I have to because they're not – Yes. So the REIT yep. went overboard yep. with all their um, implementation of COVID nineteen <laughs> restrictions as well. Mm. So that was that was next level as well. So yeah.
0: Well, I know even when you know when we were opening operating because I mean but my dad's on the board, so our, our office um, was under the sort of the same. I'd say we'd put ourselves under the same expectation as well. Um, But then on a practitioner's level because there's a part of you that goes, oh, but you're just making it too difficult and I just need this. Because your brain's trying really hard to weasel your way out of your responsibility is the easiest way to think about it.
2: And I had – oh, I'd just fall short of saying hundreds of phone calls for Mm. people asking questions. Well, if I just do the – no. And I I was quite blunt Mm. towards the end and I would say something along the lines of, you can ask me the same question twenty seven different ways, but I'm going to continuously give you the same answer. Yep.
0: yeah yeah and
2: that was pretty much, and that sort of let that die down. so and the industry did convert to that quite quickly, mm. but there was a lot of that. Oh at yeah the start like a lot, yep. well, what if I just do this and just, how about you just don't do that?
0: Well, and the irony is too is it's not sometimes from the agent but it's the pressure from their clients Yes, that are going and, you know, they're like, hey, but I want to do this, I want to do this. And so then the agent's like, oh, what do do? like I'll try and help out. And so they go back up and say, can I, because I want to do this because they're on my back. Yeah. Um, and then but coming back down is like, no, nah, sorry, we have to stick to the stick to our guns.
2: Yeah, definitely. And mm. it, like it, it is, the, I think the scary part to that was nobody knew how mm. long this was going to go for. Yeah. Mm. That so was a big so.
1: thing. And the other thing was like I think March through May everybody was kind of like – ...watching the news and finding out, like, so what am I allowed to do this week? Like, am yeah. I allowed and, to do this? And it I, was changing I, weekly. Yeah, so it was it was kind of very fluid and it, it would be so difficult to be running something... as a um, ...at the top of the tree and people coming to you and being like... ...yeah, well, as far as the information we've got, it says this is what you're allowed to do. Yeah. We're not choosing to say you can't have an open home. We're following legislation and...
2: Yeah. And that's such a valid point because for people that were watching national news... Everything around the country was playing out differently state by state. Indeed. So they were hearing in Victoria, prior to what happened in Victoria, you can do this and this and this, but in Hobart we can't. Yep. So that was causing a huge amount of conflict.
0: Actually, something just comes to mind that, um, again, what's the purpose of the REIT is that... Um, if you think about what you just described, then which is um, to the book, do the right thing. Like that's always the RIT stance with it, with our industry. And it might be worth noting that because um, uh, the the ROT does get a lot of com, uh, calls from the consumers. Is that right? We do. Yeah. 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 But however, one of the things though is that the the ROT is not um, will assist with information, but it's actually when it comes to dispute resolution, you say it's actually the ROT is there to um, mitigate disputes between agencies. Is that right? Yeah. That, so
2: the general so essentially there is a piece of legislation uh, called the property agents and land transactions act mm-hmm. and if anyone has breached anything inside the guidelines of that we recommend they Direct themselves to the Property Agents Board, mm. as opposed to we, the uh, Real Estate Institute of Tasmania, have their own code of conduct. Great. So if yeah. anyone has breached the terms of the code of conduct, that's when we would expect to see the complaint.
0: Yeah, and see, that, and that I think was well uh, will summarise my thought well because um, the with the REIT is a registered training organisation, like you said, is that the first and foremost, it's there to really create and bring out good people through the industry. Correct. And for those that you know, I suppose would you know s- stray <laughs> stray away, well, the RRT doesn't support those agents whatsoever. That's right. Just
2: because someone applies for a membership doesn't mean it's granted.
0: Yeah, see, that's interesting. But however, those those that then um, are you know ethical agents will use, for lack of a better term, I mean, the RIT's got you know we've got the RAT's full support because well, if you're working with a code of conduct based through the Act, well, we know that if you've done the right thing, um, well, you know we can support you in that sense, and that's why with that. REI forms thing that you'd mentioned because the RRT has produced a series of um, you know um, forms leases contracts etc that are that are written in line with the Act so that the consumers, when they see the RRT logo, can have confidence in what they're signing. Is that another way, good Correct, way to think about Correct, yeah,
2: it? and in conjunction with the Law Society of Tasmania. So those documents were created with the REIT and the Law Society in conjunction.
0: Absolutely. And I guess, you know, fundamentally it's always about, you know, you can't – nothing can be ruled with an iron fist, but constantly the Institute's really trying hard to make sure that, you know, they support and deliver, you know, a really highly – um, ...respected and, and, and ethical industry with good operators... ...so that the public can trust anyone who's an REIT member.
2: That's right. And I think mm. that personal situation that we talked about a few minutes ago... ...where people are just people and mm. we're just engaged to do a job... ...and people can see that now. I think that's helped increase our credibility as well... ...because people can see us as people. Yeah. Just like their next door neighbour. Yeah. So it's not this suit-wearing, expensive car-driving individual... ...who just wants your money. Mm. So I think they say that we're just people in the community... The wonderful things that agents are doing out there to raise funds for charities as well through their offices is phenomenal as well. Mm. That's giving back a lot to the community and the community are, are welcoming that with open arms.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, harking back to, to day one, do you think you'd do anything differently?
2: I don't know that I would. I think that every single thing has been a learning exercise. Mm. Um, and we will saying just before we started, like inside my own little business, I'm the account keeper the contract processor, yeah. the property manager that does the routine inspections, I do the lot. Mm. But it gives me a huge amount of credibility as a president to be able to go to a function and be able to stand and talk to the receptionist. Yep. And I know exactly what they do because that's my job. Yeah. And I know exactly what the property manager's woes are because I do that too. Mm. And I know the stresses of sitting on the computer until one o'clock in the morning being the business owner and having to you know, reconcile the trust account and ...produce all the invoices and all those sorts of things... ...so I can relate to everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting.
0: If someone was thinking about getting into the real estate industry... ...what would be something you'd say or would, you know, is there... ...would you encourage them or with any words of caution in uh, that way?
2: yeah, not really any words of caution but I would say to them... ...if you think about it and you try and think about something else... ...and it doesn't leave your brain, get in.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. You
2: just have to live it and breathe it. The... Know exactly what sort of individual you are as well because sales versus property management are two completely different entities. Mm. I love sales, I'm very studious with regards to property management, but I see these individuals out there that are just cardboard cutouts of what a property manager should be,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then I see those in sales. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah, they're very, and I sort of think those that come from regimented backgrounds, so armed forces, teachers. ...those sorts of individuals make fantastic property managers... ...because they are very regimented in the processes. Yep. Salespeople, we're feral. Mm. <laughs> we are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Leave you, a
0: trail of destruction behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Some will clean that up later. Yeah, yeah. But I think we just have to roll with it. So you'll get up in the morning, check your electronic diary... ...see that you've got, you know, seven or eight appointments... But very quickly, and that looks like it's going to end as a seven pm night. ...and It ends up being ten thirty, and you yeah. end up having fourteen appointments. But that's not suited to everyone. Mm. But I love it. Yeah. So, and I think as long as people understand that the roles are very different, mm. and they pick the role that suits them the best, then that's. But yeah, I'd I'd always say to anyone if you if you think about it for more than five minutes, and then you keep thinking about it again, this is probably the industry for you.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. And I think the exciting thing is too is that um, there's so much more to it than what people would probably think that it is. And like you said, I think on the cold face everyone can think it's like this weird, sleazy person who's driving around in a flash car, like snapping next cash and checks. And it's just yeah. not it at all. I mean I think think about you, mate. Like you're sitting you're our media manager, you know? Like yeah. you're How working in real happen? estate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I work in real estate. People yeah. <laughs> ask me about real estate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the guy.
0: Yeah, which, which is so cool, man. I mean, I, th- I think it's really exciting too that um from from my perspective, because obviously I've been in a long da- long time as well, but um, you know, for me, it's really encouraging that we've got re- you know great people at um, as our in- lead- industry leaders, um, and it it only can be a good thing as and the years roll on.
2: It is just incredible. I think for me, one of the most fascinating parts was when I was accepted onto the board, just sitting around that boardroom table and hearing all that knowledge. So representatives mm. from the north and northwest bringing down their information and just hearing what everybody has to say and when things are impacting the industry to hear how this may have happened before and how it was dealt with and how we have to deal with it in the 2000s and it really is an eye-opener.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm it's just incredible. picturing the Lord of the Rings when they all meet and they're like and my ox Yeah
2: yeah actually <laughs> they join the fellowship.
1: Yeah. And put it on
2: that's, t- exactly t- that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I can
1: imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Northwest come along yeah. with their axe. <laughs> you may have my axe.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think with that uh, it might be time to um wrap it up. I'm sure And Maddie's I'm got so, got so it. glad we ended on that analogy. That was it. Welcome to the Fellowship of Real Welcome Estate. Welcome to the fellowship. Um, no, thank you so much for coming in. It's Pleasure, been an absolute you. hoot. Mm. Um, John had said prior to, he said, "Don't worry, with Mandy, we'll be able to talk. We'll be able to get twenty minutes. We'll get twenty <laughs> minutes <laughs> easy, we'll 20 and 20 minutes. we've we've killed it. We've done an absolute uh, amazing job. It's it's really cool to see your eyes light up when you're talking about real estate, oh, yeah. and it. it's mm. it's clearly your passion, and you're yeah. you're really into it. So, yeah, thoroughly appreciate you coming in. And, Pleasure, thank and, you. Yeah, that was a really, really, really good listen. Thanks, man. Oh,
2: excellent. Thank you. No
1: problem. <laughs> Cheers. Alrighty, that was uh, was a lot of fun, John. That was Mandy in from the REIT.
0: Mate, she's easily one of my favourite people.
1: Yeah, well, so that's what Mm. I wanted to talk about. Like, while she was here, I'd just kind of let you guys go, but... Mm. um, did she work with you guys at Yeah, McGregor or something? She did. She definitely yep. had a kind of knowing rapport of the of the two of you,
0: and she used to absolutely crush it
1: in a good way. Like because yep. um,
0: because that was a thing. All her, she was instantly memorable to all her clients. Yeah, it's like you know, once you meet Mandy,
1: she's your girl. She's your girl because
0: she. Um, you can just tell how passionate she is about the
1: job. Even as she came through the offices and was running into everybody and was like, oh, Miss Mandy, Miss Mandy. And there was just this really kind of like everybody that saw her wanted to make sure they said, g'day, it's so good to see you. Not yeah. out of kind of any like professional courtesy, but just out of like, oh, there's that really lovely person that we know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that's coupled with it in... in one of the most intense work ethics of a person I've ever met.
1: So yeah, well, as you went through kind of the um the rundown of oh, yeah, you started here and then you went to here and so as you were building your Jenga tower, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm sure these guys have worked together in the past. Yeah, exactly. So as you were coming up, mm-hmm. um she was training you? Is that how it was working? Were you already in the industry? I can't. Well, cuz sure when I started, she
0: was already um working with us at the time. Um uh, but I Began my career uh, as a receptionist. Yeah. Well, before that, I was cleaning the actual office itself. Um, And what happened was, though, is that as I was learning different parts, like Mandy was there teaching me um, different ways of working, so negotiation or understanding contract or presenting a contract or, um, you know, just a whole different – and she she actually helped me get and sell my second listing at the time, actually. Yeah, so that was um, many, many many moons ago. Um, So
1: you're kind of uh, the – the Luke Skywalker Walker to her Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was I was lucky enough to have some pretty good mentors in that office. And one of the things that helped me, I think, more than anything, is that you think, uh, like Mandy's now the REIT president. My dad was uh, um, a previous REIT president. So our whole, my whole um, journey through real estate's had. I've just had really good um, people that have allowed, you know, wanted to take more on their shoulders than others. You know, so it's not just about them. They've always had a larger picture the industry in mind and that's really um changed the way in which that i see things a little bit differently because yep. i just i was exposed to um a different way of giving back yeah yeah for sure um, and i think that's um probably that you know, was nice to sit with many but you can see i mean i have a lot of admiration for her respect her hugely um and it's that's what i think is really nice for people to hear voices like this because the industry is scattered with like really really good Um, wholehearted people that want nothing but the best um, and their means of being able to create that is through the service and real estate Mandy's just a great example
1: yeah no most definitely it was um yeah a really good conversation it was really good to see you guys kind of um yeah just go back and forth obviously i didn't want to jump in too much Mm. so um yeah we thank mandy from the the president of the REIT for coming in and and talking with us this this morning i learned some stuff hopefully listeners out there learned some stuff as well yeah cool and um, yeah look hopefully next week we will have the team all together it's been so long between drinks between all of we can't seem to all get together but the things we're still we're pushing at the content We've got to Hell's keep the yeah. content going we to yeah? keep it running run right on all right all right we'll talk to you all next week see you in the next fellowship <laughs>